Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm here with James. How's it going, James? Hello, everyone. Uh, some quick ways to support us here. Uh, we have a Patreon. We got our first one that signed up the other day, so thank you so much. Uh, if you'd like awesome. to do that, yeah, if you would like to sign up as well, you can do that at patreon.com slash MTG Place. Let's have a TCG Player affiliate link. We know you're going to order magic cards. So you might as well use the affiliate link. Uh, the link is in the show notes. It's a crazy long link. It's also in our Discord. But if you click that before you order cards, it helps us out. And uh, also, last way, we are uh, sponsored by Zencaster. It's an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads crystal-clear audio Right into the suite, so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio without needing all the technical know-how. Records each guest locally, then uploads crystal-clear audio right into the suite. So you have high-quality audio and materials to work with. Um, and if you're want, if you interested in signing up to try and make your own podcast or something, uh, you can use zen.ai slash the MTG place to get 30% off. Awesome, yeah. They're 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 like the Squarespace of podcasting, <laughs> right? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's really simple. So yeah, highly suggested. Uh, we got some magic headlines here to uh, get into here. So the first bit here is the Nuka Pena Championship. Uh, it's going to be the first uh, Magic World Championship. Uh, is May twentieth through the twenty second. Uh, players are going to play standard and historic. Uh, there's $450,000 in prizes, and uh, the winners of this will get to go into the uh, Magic World Championship not 8 later this year, or 28 later this year. Um, so the first play-in to get in to qualify for this is, or the first play-in to get into the Magic World Championship is May 28th and 29th. It's a qualifier weekend. Um, and you can qualify by <clears throat> playing, getting qualifier tokens, and then you can play in the qualifier weekend. If you do well there, then you get in. So that's May 27th, 28th, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and the Streets of New Capenna Families festivals are continuing, so you can get different card styles if you play all the different festivals on uh, Arena. Uh, and then something new for Explorer was Explorer was added to Arena, which is basically uh, Pioneer, um, but the Arena version. So it's only the cards that are actually in Arena that are Pioneer legal. Uh, so it's most of them. There's a few sets missing. Um, but they ban- just banned Winota and Tybalt's Trickery uh, in that format because they were calling it causing problems. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Yeah, so the, and then the qualifier play-ins. Um, oh, so there's one on the 21st, one on the 27th. 21st is a Streets of Nukapenna sealed event. You get six wins. Sweet. You get to the, go to the May qualifier again. Uh, the other one is on the 27th is a best of three sealed. So it's traditional sealed. You need four, four in traditional wins. All right. So interesting. And then the qualifier weekend itself will be a sealed traditional on day one, 
and then the draft on day two. So that's interesting. Sounds like a nice event for sure. Yeah, you can win some money. I think they give away yeah, two hundred thousand dollars that weekend too. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention and, the cards. I mean, the cards are great, but money's even better. Yeah, you could do it all from your home just by playing arena. Yep. Sick. Um, also, uh, June 10th, Commander's Legends Baldur's Gate comes out. Uh, the spoilers have already started. There's some sweet cards in there. Yeah. I love how it literally sounds like an anime. <laughs> well, it's it's named after the D&D D&D game. Oh, that's why it sounds familiar. I'm like, that name <laughs> really sounds familiar. Okay, that makes sense. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's Commander Legends D&D Baldur's Gate. Too. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now for finance, we're going to try and make James guess here the top five cards oh, in revised, uh, most expensive ones, not counting dual lands or power. And revised. Oh, so the set revised, right? Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, because dual lands and power are going to be the big ones, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, power isn't in revised, but dual lands are. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to think. What what else is there? Because <laughs> <laughs> like that's like the things you think of. Um, demonic tutor. Demonic tutor is. Let's see. One, it is number five. Hey, awesome! I got one. <laughs> so it's not the first one, but you got one of them. Demonic two is yeah. still number five. I'm just trying to think what else is there. Birds of Paradise, probably not, but maybe. Uh, it's it's in the top ten, but it's not in the top. Okay. Five. Oh, but, hey, I'm actually kind of surprised. <laughs> um, uh, there's a big one. It's red. Yeah. Blood Moon. No. No, damn. Uh, Bolt. Oh, it's got to be Bolt. No, it's not Bolt. Not Bolt. Wow, okay. Um, I think Bolt's only a couple dollars. Right. Let's see. Cost three mana. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole deck Uh, built around it. In Commander, a theme. Right. Right. Uh, God, I can't think of it right now. It's Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> of course. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, so Wheel of Fortune is like 400 bucks. Yeah, not surprising. And then number number two is Copy Artifact. You probably wouldn't get that one. That's a really old card. Yeah, and then Man, really of Vault, Man of Vault is number Man three Vault. at $70. Uh, Fork is number four at $50. Fork, okay. And then Demonic and then Tutor Demonic at 42 well, you got cool. one of them. Hey, I'm, I'm honestly happy I got one. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at these normally. So we're going to move like, on to... Like, I have to remember what's in the set. I'm like, oh, God. I don't know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to move on to our main phase here. Um, today we're going to talk about staples. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about uh, the staple cards in the commander format. So quickly, what uh, what is the commander format for in case people don't know? So the commander format is... Highlander, as you can say. So basically, you have a dude, or if they're partners, you can have two, um, as you're basically the leader of your deck, what your deck is built around. And then you have 99 singleton cards to back it up, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then you you're... start. 
with uh, 40 life, I believe. So yep. you have basically double the life total. Uh, you also have Highlander damage or Commander damage, which is uh, 21 damage from a Commander, a single Commander. So it's got to be from the same Commander that can kill you instead. Yep, and uh, your your deck is also built around your Commander's colors. And, uh, right, oh yeah, that's right. Like that. yep. so the color identity must match. Yeah, it's basically the popular multiplayer format of Magic. We like it a lot. Uh, that's basically our main format that we play these days. So, uh, yeah. Banner's pretty sick. It's really great. It's a great social format, too, which is why we like it. Yeah, so then uh, we're talking about staples. So if I asked you, what, what if I say Magic staples, what is a staple? So a staple is basically something you got to have. Like, it's something that will most likely be played in one way or another. Yeah, it's cards you're going to see all the time. Um, they're like the cards that are going to go in almost every single deck of that color um, or combination of colors. It's cards you're going to see almost every single time you play, sit down and play a game of Commander Magic. Right. Or, you know, you could have staples in the other formats as well. Like in the standard, they obviously change. Um, but so yep. the cards you'd see every single time. Legacy is definitely another one where they are. You see staples in Legacy that right. Don't so like Legacy, you see Brainstorm all the time, yeah. Force of Will all the time, stuff like that. Uh, Force is huge. Yeah, Brainstorm is big. Most fetches, like yeah, there's all sorts of things. Uh, same with Vintage. Vintage obviously has the power. So yeah. So now we're gonna go through our top five staples of each color. So the cards we think we play the most and see the most. Um, on the commander table, uh, across from us with um, we that we like the cards. They're good cards, obviously. So if you're thinking about just picking up cards that you want to just have around, these might be some cards to consider. So uh, we're gonna start with yep. white, James. What are your uh, top five white cards you came up with? All right, so white. Uh, first one I came up with is Wrath of God because you gotta have creature removal, and Wrath is a pretty good one. It costs four. It does the job. Yeah, Wrath's a good card. Uh, it's a classic. Yeah, the classic card. Uh, second one is Source Plowshares, because, again, that's just your spot removal. It's an instant. Um, it gains them the life of the power of their creature, but in Commander, that's usually pretty irrelevant. You just got rid of something that's irritating, so definitely want that. And it costs one, so, I mean, what more yeah, do you want? Yeah, one of the best removal spells. <laughs> yeah. Uh then I uh, next one uh, maybe a little more obscure, but a very good card. Uh, it's one that I run uh, is Teferi's Protection. Um, it's very good for token. Well, it's good for a lot of decks, but it's also really good for token decks because what Teferi's Protection does is it basically makes you, it takes you out of the game for a turn. Basically, like your life total can't change, your board state can't change, and your creatures phase out. So you're not exiled or anything like that. So like if it was exiled, the, your tokens would all disappear, but it's, they phase, which means they just don't exist. And then they come back. So yeah, that's very good. Card. If, if someone tries to board wipe you and you phase protection, you're like, well, nope, I'm going to stop Yeah. It's that, that, that's a card that you should counter if you can. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, this one's rude but fun, is Avon Mind Sensor because people love to search in Commander and it's like, huh, law, you look at the top four. You don't have to get to search. <laughs> yeah, so you got some, so were those, did you read those from one to five or five to one? 
Uh, that was one to five. Okay. Granted, I didn't so, exactly have an order. I just kind of went as the I. The crazy thought. thing is, is I don't think we we only have like one card that overlapped, which isn't. Just oh, that's amazing, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to go backwards here. So my number uh, five is I have Dark Steel Mutation. Ooh. Okay. Um, it's an enchant creature that, that turns any creature into an insect that's a zero one indestructible with no abilities. Okay, uh, so it's very cards, good yeah. at removing <laughs> their commander. You know, you just stick it on there, and it's just a sitting duck. Commander removal is very good, and there's not many cards that do it. So yeah, yeah. And I, I see that a lot of times. I've been playing that card more and more. Um, my number four card is I got Ghostly Prison. That's a good one, especially uh, so for control. A, yeah, it's a prison <clears throat> card, and they can't attack unless you pay two. I play that in a lot of my white decks. I've been seeing it quite a bit. It used to be more. It's slowly being played less and less, you know, but it's yeah. still a good card. Yeah, it's still a control staple for sure. Uh, my number three is just like the most busted white card, in my opinion. Uh, that's Smothering Tithe. Uh, you're going to play that in any deck with white or white that white is in because it just gives you a bajillion mana. Like, yeah, man is good. <laughs> you treasure token whenever an opponent draws a card. It's crazy yeah. good. It's gross. Um, and then my number two is Path to Exile. Which is exile a creature for one, basically and, swords. But yeah, and my my number one is the one we overlap is swords. Yeah, so swords, swords is just a classic. I play swords and path in like every day. Yeah, swords and path, just the two best removals basically that you can get first spot removal. All right, so we're on to blue. Yeah, what do you got for your blue staples? Um, so for my blue staples, uh, my first one is Snapcaster Mage because he's just insane. Your stuff has flashback. You know, if you're spell-based, you know, that's really good. Um, next one I have is Venser Shaper Savant, which is basically he bounces a spell. Uh, and then you also get a 2-2 flash as well. So um, very good for, you know, it's not exactly a counter in a way, but if you don't have a counter per se, it, you're still able to stop what they're doing. Um uh, my next one is Cyclonic Rift because that is by far the best blue bounce spell like there is pretty much right now. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and your board and and the the main thing is your board state doesn't change. That's the why Cyclonic Rift is so good. Um, and then uh, number two is Brainstorm because drawing cards is good for one. And then also, if you have fetches, you're able to, you know, fetch away the garbage, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. And then number one is, of course, Counterspell. It's a classic. Okay. So, <laughs> funny thing is we didn't overlap too much again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a lot of cards up there you consider staples. Blue is uh, a big one. There's a lot of good blue yeah. cards. <laughs> but so, my blue, uh, number five, I have Counterspell. So, that one overlaps. Yeah. Um, my number four is Reality Shift, okay. um, which is the two mana, you exile a creature, and then they manifest the top card. Yep. So it's really good, uh, just blue removal if you need to get rid of something that's problematic, and then we just get, you know, a lame 2-2. Right. Um, my number three is Mystic Study. You Mystic Study is stupid. <laughs> a boatload of cards. So like, dumb. Because yeah. they never pay the extra one, and then you have so many guards. Yeah, you just draw a billion <laughs> cards. Uh, my no- number two is a is a newer card, but it is very good. It's also really expensive now because it's only in the one commander set. 
but it's fierce mm. guardianship. It's basically a free okay. counter spell if you control your commander. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm not as familiar with that card. Yeah, it was so in the it was in the commander twenty decks. Okay, and uh, I played in all my blue decks, but so it's it's right. three mana counter a non creature spell, but it's free if your commander is out. Right, which a lot of times it probably is. So yeah. Yeah. And then my number one is Cyclonic Rift because that card is just like Cyclonic Rift is just everyone hates yeah. playing against that card. Because <laughs> yeah. most decks are at least somewhat creature based or permanent based, you know, and well, yeah. there they go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, next we have Black. Um, so this is this is pretty much five to one, I think. So uh, number five for Black is Greed because. You generally, in Commander, have a lot of mana and a lot of life. And you want to draw a lot of cards, so... Makes sense. <laughs> and, and in Black, life is a resource, so, you know. Um, next is Reanimate, because, again, life is a resource, and you usually want to, you know, put something big on the field. Uh, black likes bringing stuff back, so... And, I love uh, Reanimate. Yeah, my play style. you... That's your, your your thing for sure. And then kind of what goes hand in hand with that is Entomb, uh, because you generally want to put the big thing into the graveyard so you can reanimate it or dread return it or whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. 50,000 other ways Black brings stuff back. Um, and then next is Damnation, because, again, it's basically a Black Wrath, so always good to clear the field if you need to. And number one is, De- is Demonic Tutor, because you search for your Wincon, hopefully for two. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because, again, we don't overlap a ton. <laughs> wow. I'm but, actually yeah. amazed. <laughs> um, but so for me, I have number five, I have Blood Artist. Okay, yeah, uh, Blood Artist. see that card cool. a lot, and it's, you know, whenever him or another creature dies, you drain somebody. Yeah. Um, number four, I have a newer card. It's a Deadly Rollick. It's a, a kill spell that's free if you have your commander out. Okay, it's another one of those. And it that's, exiles that's a creature. Good. Yeah. Ooh, that's also exiling is nice. Yeah. Black doesn't exile very much either, so that's pretty. Yeah, cool. that's why it's nice. And then number number three, I have uh, feed the swarm, uh, which is the on, like the only good black enchantment removal. Uh, destroys a creature yep. enchantment and loses yep. life equal to mana. That's like Gosh. the only one now, basically. Like that yeah. just came out. <laughs> um, and then. Number two, I have Demonic Tutor, yeah, uh, which is Search for Any Card. It's awesome. And number one is my favorite card. It's on my playmat, Damnation. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> well, that and Kakusho are my two favorite cards. Kakusho is your favorite card, too, but he's very <laughs> he's only in a specific situation, though. You have to yeah. be able to bring him back over and over and over and over again, which you do that a lot. So, you know. <laughs> well, it's your favorite card. <laughs> Black's my favorite color, so. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the black player, definitely. Uh, let's see. That brings us to red. Um, so red, uh, I have... Uh, first one is Blood Moon, because generally in uh, Commander, you play a lot of non-basic lands, or your opponents do at least, so uh, that makes them just stupid, so... So you're you're telling so you me that like I should lands, just main deck Blood Moon and all my you're telling me I should play Blood Moon and all my decks so uh shut off your cradle then. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I would shut it so off. You're yeah. telling me here. 
spending its, your staple card here. It, 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 it is a good card. Uh, next yep. up is uh, next is Rebel Master, uh, which is a very very good card if it's not dealt with right away. Um, generally, red is usually pretty aggro, and you just basically have a a creature engine every single turn, and it just gets bigger. So they basically have to respond to it, or they just take a shit ton of damage. So Rebel Master good, very good in token decks. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, next up is Bolt. I mean, that's a classic. You know, one deal three, which is generally pretty good. Um, most um, most cards that are generally like some kind of activation, mana dork, you know, does something special, is usually a low health creature. So Bolt's usually really good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, next one is Gamble. Because uh, searching for what you want is good, <laughs> with a slight risk that you might not get it, but it's a pretty good chance. Yeah, of you're gambling that you won't <laughs> discard it after. Yeah, as long as you have a hand, at least. If you don't, then then it's not good. But generally, it's that's uh, you know, in commander, you usually are pretty good. And then uh, my last one is mob rule because generally. Uh, commander decks are usually creature based and it can be a really easy win condition. Mob rule. I hate that card. The first time yeah, I see it, I, I, I didn't know it was a real card. <laughs> I was like, I seriously just lost to this? What? I'm usually I'm usually pretty creature based too, and I've lost a mob rule so many freaking times. I hate that card. <laughs> yeah, so again we don't overlap a ton, but uh I got uh-huh. lightning bolt as my number five. Yep, classic. Because uh, that's a classic. Uh, my number four is a tolly. Because uh, it's a yeah. dude that when it attacks, you can play the top cards of other people's decks without paying the mana cost, and that's you know free cards is good. Free cards is good for sure. <laughs> um, and then I have a newer card, Jessica's Will, that I've been playing more and more. Uh, it's three mm-hmm. mana, and if you control a, candor, a commander, you get both modes, and you add a red for every card and target opponent's hand to your mana pool, and then you exile the top three cards of your library, and you can play them this turn. So it's like basically right. draw three, get like seven mana in your mana pool or five mana or whatever your opponent's cards are. That's pretty good for sure. Yeah. And then uh, number two, I got uh, Vandal Blast because it's one red blow up an artifact or you can overload to blow up all artifacts you don't control. Yep. Blowing up uh, artifacts is generally a good thing that red does. And then number one, I have Dockside because it's just dumb and makes you a million treasure tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, treasure tokens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yep. All right. Uh so that brings us to my color, which is green. Um I am the green player out of the group, so um this is definitely a uh a color I know very well. Um uh Cradle is actually not on this list, even though it is a good card. It is not exactly a feasible card to have, so I did not put it <laughs> on here. Unless you have like a thousand dollars or whatever it's going for right now, and technically uh, it's colorless because it's a land. I mean, it but... is a land, yeah. <laughs> it's a green land, though. Come on, <laughs> you're not gonna run in another deck. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> first of all, I have Green Sun Zenith, which is uh, you search for a green creature generally. For you know, you you, you pay the CMC or well, CMC, the mana cost of what it is plus one basically to put it in play, which is very good. 
Um, <clears throat> generally, Green wants to do that. Green usually plays big stuff. Uh, and then, similar vein, my next one is Tooth and Nail, which allows you to search for two things, and then also, if you entwine it, you also put them into play. So, also very good. Costs a lot, but generally green ramps, so um, you're so far, okay. so far, I'm seeing a theme that you like to just cheat big things into play, James. <laughs> generally, <laughs> I do, yeah. That's what it, the deck does. Come on, like all green decks do. Um, <clears throat> next up is Birds of Paradise. That's just a classic card, uh, and it allows you to play any color. So, you know, the mana dork, but it's like a... It's the classic mana dork, and it's a all color one, so very. It's a good card, and all all around. Um, next up is Seedborn Muse because why should your things tap? <laughs> Just have attack every on single upkeep, you know. Yeah. So then, who cares if you attack all out? Then, then you have all your blockers. Uh, and lastly, we have uh, my number one is another classic, which is Eternal Witness because. You know, something goes away, just bring it right back, and for like one or two. I, I almost put Eternal Witness on my list, but I didn't because lately I've been playing Timeless Witness a lot more, oh, okay. which is yeah. it costs one more mana, but you can also cast it again from your graveyard. Right, it's basically an even as a flashback, which is just yeah. nice. All right, so my five, I got Birds of Paradise as well. Um, this is. Mm-hmm. Very good in a multicolor deck. You put some mana dork that adds any color and it's flying blocker. Yeah. Um, After that, I got uh, Cultivate. Uh, It's a very good mana ramp card. Yeah, it's one of the better Uh, ones. Yeah, one of the better mana ramps. Um, And then I got Beast Within. It's green removal. Yeah. Uh, And then I, uh, number two, I got Heroic Intervention. Uh, because you want to give all your permits indestructible and hexproof so you can protect your stuff in response to a board wipe. Yep, yep. And uh, number one, I got Sylvan Library because you can draw two extra cards. Sylvan Library is very good. (laughs) That's that's another kind of classic card, too. Been around for a long time. And it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty busted. You pay a bunch of life, draw a bunch of cards. Yep, which, again, in Commander, I mean... Why not? What are your uh, colorless cards? Uh, oh, we're doing artifact first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so artifact uh, number one is obviously soul ring because uh, it's again that it's a classic that really can't be played in any other format. <laughs> like it's, I think it's banned in most other ones. Uh, it, it's just insane. It's one for two mana. Like, what more do you yeah, want? Soul <laughs> Ring is just disgusting. Um, next up, I put uh, Lotus Petal, uh, which, again, it's a classic. You get mana for free, essentially. Um, next up, I have uh, Isochron Scepter, uh, which... It's not necessarily something that's played often, but if you have a certain deck that like needs to, that can like you know just destroy a spell over and over and over and over again, uh, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yep. Like counter spell, done. You, you counter everything. <laughs> um, so that was three. Uh, four is uh, let's see. 
Four is uh, Sensei's Divining Top. Uh, that card is just absolutely busted. <laughs> um, basically allows you to, uh, you know, kind of scry. It, it, it scries essentially um, in a way, and then uh, and then you, you know, if you if it's what you're looking for is you know a little further down, you can put it on top. And it, top is also hard to. Uh, remove because in response you can put it on top of the deck so you basically have to destroy it twice to, to get it off the field so it's a really good or card use, or use cross and grip or oh yeah or you cross and grip <laughs> <laughs> that, that works too you know just skip the stack mm-hmm. uh and uh finally uh let's see here and then for uh for my last one um And then for my last one, I basically just kind of do all of them, uh, is all of the uh, signets. Um, there's five technically, but they're all, you know, further dual colors. And they're they're yeah. all kind of staples in every of those. Like there's Selesnya's signet, there's Izzet's signet, there's, you know, all the signets. Um, mm-hmm. Those are just good for mana fix, basically. Yeah, surprisingly, we only have a couple cards that overlap again. Um, All right. My number five is Thought Vessel. Um, it's two mana mm-hmm. for a mana rock that taps for one, but it also gives you no maximum hand size. Which is really nice. Which is really nice. Uh, my four is Swiftfoot Boots. Uh, That's a classic. You know, ha- yeah, Haste. <laughs> um, and then my three is just a better version is Lightning Greaves. Yep. Same um, thing, basically. Yeah, and then number two is Arcane Signet. It's played like every deck now. Yeah, that, that that that's like the better version now. But yeah, this is two tap for mana. Of any, uh, it's like a command tower on a rock. Yeah, and then Sol Rings when one, obviously. Yeah, Sol Rings. Uh, to put to put how stapley Sol Ring and Arcane Signet are. Sol Ring is according to like EDA tricks. Sol Ring is an eighty three percent of of decks uh, that are registered on their site. Yeah, there's basically 83%. no re- there's basically no reason not to run Soul Ring like if you have it like, and it's not even that expensive either. Like you can, it's been reprinted a billion times, so you should be able to get right. your hands on one. Yeah, and, it's only yeah, like a dollar fifty right now. Yeah, I mean, it, depending on which set you, it comes, and then just buy the newest one. <laughs> yeah, and then Arcane Signet is in sixty percent of decks. Yeah, Arcane Signet is really good. Every other card we talked about is in like twenty percent or less. Right, like it just goes to show how like important mana is, and those cards just are mana givers, basically. So yeah, they're really good for that. All right, what do you got for your crazy multicolor cards? Your stapley multicolor. All right, cards? multicolor. Um, so first of all, uh, I have anguished unmaking. Uh, it's okay. three to exile uh, a non-land permanent, and then you lose three life. But you know, whoop de doo, who cares? <laughs> uh, so it's a nice, uh, it's a nice um, uh, removal for that those colors at least. Uh, next, I have wear and tear, which uh, it's one of those sideways two cards, you know, like from whatever sets those were from. 
Um, but basically, it allows you to either destroy an enchantment or an artifact. So it's a good, um, you know, like sometimes you have, because you know, there's sometimes cards that only do artifacts, or sometimes there's cards that only do enchantments. It lets you do both in one card. So that's pretty nice. Uh, so again, good spot removal. Uh, next up, I have Abrupt Decay. Uh, that's a very good card. It is a little situational because it has to be under th- uh, three or less mana uh, uh, mana cost, but it can't be countered, and it removes it. So it's pretty good. Uh, next, I have Wargate, which basically allows you to search for, you know, a specific card that you are looking for, which again, searching for your wing con is usually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, for my last one, I just uh, I just put Ugin because he's just insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, or, those oh, are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's technically colorless, but whatever. Oh, he's colors. Oh, technically, yeah. I, I, I guess I could say um, uh, uh, instead of Ugin, what's the what's the other dragon? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Nico Bolas. He's colorful. Yeah, just um, just does all the things and a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah, my number five is Marari's Wake. Um, yeah, Double mana, we... and your creatures get 1-1. One, one. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four is Eldamari's Call. Uh, I've been playing in a lot more decks. It's a green and a white, and you search for a creature card and put it in your hand. Yeah, uh, more so searching. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then my number three is Boros Charm. I've been playing in decks that can play that because the middle mode um, is permanent control and indestructible, so you can play it like a heroic intervention. Yeah. Indestructible is uh, really good. And then you can also, if you need to, it, it can deal four. It can hit someone for four and knock them out of the game, a player, a planeswalker. Or if you have a real big swing, you can give something double strike. But most of the time I use yeah. it as like a heroic. Yeah, you rarely use the last mode, but the, the other two are pretty good, especially the middle one. Um, and then number two, I got Deathrite Shaman. Deathrite uh, Shaman is really good. Yeah, it's one of the, the few cards you can... Like you can play in commander, you can't play it in a lot of formats anymore. Other than commander, yeah, it's been it's been banned in a lot of stuff because yeah, it's but it's good. so good because it's like oh, <laughs> get mana, get you know, lose life, gain life, stuff like that, uh, and it's a one for a yeah. one two, like it's good. And then my number one card is I have Assassin's Trophy because uh, for two mana you Assassin's can blow Trophy up, is busted. Yeah, blow up any permanent and they get a land. Like ooh. yeah, ooh, oh no, <laughs> land, whoop de doo. <laughs> So we didn't really we didn't overlap at all there, but honestly, there's a lot of multicolor stuff to choose from, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we overlapped a little bit on some of the other ones. Uh, yeah, so if you, again, if you're thinking about buying some cards uh, and you don't have these staples and want them, you please use our TCG Player affiliate link. And thank you so much to those of you that have used it. Yes, indeed. All right, so my crazy card this week is Chains of Mistopheles. Uh, for I'm going to read this just so you know how crazy this card is. It's a headache. Uh, it's a one, <laughs> one in a black for the oh, I, I know exactly what it is, and I hate it. <laughs> for every time a player draws a card, that player must first discard a card from his or her hand. If there are no cards in player's hand, take the top card from the library and place it in the graveyard 
instead of drawing. This enchantment does not apply to the first card drawn by a player during the draw phase. So th- this card is confusing. And judges hate this card. Just, just that's how judges hate this card with Sylvan Library because it makes it even worse. Yeah, it does, um, and it's so confusing. They made a, a flow chart on how this works. <laughs> it goes: Would you draw a card? Is it your draw step? Yes. <laughs> is it the first card you drew? Yes. Draw a card. Okay. Is it your draw step? Yes. Is it the first card you drew? No. Do you have cards in hand? Yes. Discard a card. Is it you draw stuff? Yes. Is it the first card you drew? No. Do you have cards in hand? No. Mill a card. Is it you draw stuff? No. Do you have cards in hand? Yes. Discard a card. <laughs> so it's crazy. It's they have like a flow weird. chart on how it works. If you have to, if you have, to have a flow chart for a card, you know the wizard screwed up and made this way too complicated. Yeah. It's just the old card that's crazy. That's right. Yeah, what card is that even from? That's from like one of those really old sets. This is like the darker or like Arabian it's Nights. From, it's from Legends. Oh, it's, oh, it's Legend. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. around that time. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Gross. All those crazy <laughs> so cards. Gross. All right, James, you got a jungle card this week? Yeah. Uh, since uh, that, that was a crazy one, uh, my crazy card uh, is Seedborn Muse, which we actually mentioned a little bit in the Staples. Uh, because again, why have your permanents tap when they can be untapped every upkeep? I mean, then you can swing alt right and not have to care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so th- those of you who don't know what Seaborn Muse does, it's literally a. a th- it's five for something. Yeah, it's like a four, three, three, or four, four, or something like that. Actually, let's see what it is. It's a 2-4. Okay, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't that powerful. Like, it's not a powerful card, but what it does is insane. But yeah, it's 5 for a 2-4 creature spirit that says untap all permanents you control during each other player's untap step. That also includes your lands, by the way. So, uh, yeah, you can also respond. Mm-hmm. You know. Super good. Seems good. <laughs> well, I think that is about it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, check us out on YouTube for our video podcast, Facebook. Uh, we have a Discord. Uh, share this with your friends and others who love magic, trying to grow our community. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much, guys. We appreciate the support.